Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's bring you up to date on a story that we first brought you yesterday. Representatives of refugees and their advocates are expressing concern over proposed changes to asylum laws in this country. Lawyers and advocates, in fact, call it a, quote, devastating attack. There are, uh, these are amendments to asylum laws that involve preventing asylum seekers from making refugee claims in Canada if they have made claims in certain other countries, such as the U.S., Australia, New Zealand, the U.K., Border Security Minister Bill Blair has said that the changes will prevent what he calls asylum shopping. Well, we spoke yesterday with Janet Dench, who's the Executive Director at the Canadian Council for Refugees, and she explained to us how she believes these laws would disproportionately affect uh, poorer asylum seekers. Uh, one comment that uh, I saw made, which I think is quite interesting, is how uh, partly it relates to people's means and people who are poorer, uh, people from Central America or people who have very uh, limited means often enter the United States through the southern border and make their way through the United States and very often have no choice uh, but uh, to interact with the immigration officials at some point and probably have to make a refugee claim, even though they're planning all the time to come to Canada, whereas uh, more wealthy people um, may be more likely to get a visa as a tourist to to enter the United States and uh, be able to safely come up to the Canadian border to make a claim without having passed through the the U.S. uh, uh, refugee system or having to interact with it. And so it's a measure that potentially will uh, particularly affect uh, uh, people who have less means. All right, so that is Janet Dent. She's the executive director at the Canadian Council for Refugees. We wanted to talk more about this, get more of an idea of what is in this and what the purpose is. So joining us now is Bill Blair, the Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Simi. What did you think about what Janet Dench there had to say, that she believes that this could disproportionately affect uh, asylum seekers who don't have money? There's a couple of things that I'm happy to have the opportunity to clarify. First of all, I think it's a very well-established principle. It's an international principle and and completely consistent with the international conventions of asylum primacy, in which people are encouraged, who are in need of protection and and are seeking asylum, to make that claim at their first opportunity, and and, and that is normally the first safe country at which they arrive. What we've seen over the past, uh, you know, two years, is that there is a number of people who have been residing in the United States, for someone on average between one and five years, um, they've been living there, they've had children there, they've been working there, and, and they've made asylum claims in the United States, and then they've subsequently come to Canada. And, and what we want to do is in, encourage people to pursue their asylum claim in the first country in which they arrived. And, and the measures that we're talking about are, are I, I think it's important to understand, we're making very significant investments as a government in increasing the capacity of the Immigration Refugee Board to to conduct the, the, the important hearings that need to take place to determine a person's eligibility. We know there's a number of, of people who really do need protection that have come to, to Canada and they're stuck in a very long queue. 
and yeah. and and it, I think it's important that we be able to deal with their their claims as quickly as possible. And and another thing I I, I think it needs to be very carefully articulated is that regardless of of how they've come to this country, no one will be removed before they have the benefit of the uh, pre. Uh, removal risk assessment, and that's that's a process that is conducted in, in, in with the benefit of a lawyer and and a, and, a, and according to well-established principles. And if a person, any person, is determined to be at risk, they will receive protection. So we're not going to put anyone in jeopardy through this. Right. What we're trying to do is encourage people to to first of all enter the country appropriately at a regular point of entry to make their applications properly. And and for those who are truly in need of protection, we want to make sure that we have a system that is fair and accessible and efficient for those individuals who do need our protection. Canada remains a welcoming country to those individuals. We're proud of our history and, and, and proud of the tradition in this country of, of providing asylum to those who truly need it. But we also have a responsibility to, to manage that system in a way that maintains confidence of Canadians that, that is efficient and, and, and gives those who need protection as quick an opportunity to receive that protection and get on with their lives. Is there a way then to differentiate between those who have, as you put it, like started to establish a life in another country and then apply for status here, and those who are just passing through that country to get to Canada. Yes, and 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 quite frankly, part of that is is conducted through the the pre removal risk assessment. And 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 if a person is deemed to be in protection, you know, we do not remove them from this country. We provide them with that protection. But we want to encourage people, and, uh, you know, in consistent with that principle, which which you know, many safe countries in the world have adopted that to encourage refugee claimants, those who seek asylum, to make that claim at the first available opportunity and. And, and, and that is normally in the first safe country to which they've arrived. Um, and, and, and we deal with these individuals on a case-by-case basis. But we do have seen um, a number of people who, you know, quite frankly, we also have a very robust and, and well-functioning immigration system. And it's, it's another very, it's something that we're very proud of in this country. And I want to encourage people who are seeking to emigrate to this country to get in the immigration line. And, and we will do everything we can to assist them because the country benefits tremendously from, from the, those immigrants that come to make a life and help build a better Canada. And for those who are fleeing persecution and war and, and terror, we want to make sure that they have access to, to a, a, a well-functioning system that is able to determine um, th- their eligibility for that protection and then to move forward as quickly as possible with assisting them in, in receiving, receiving that protection and getting on with their lives. And for those who perhaps are in the wrong line, and, and then we also need to deal with that in an expeditious way, we're trying to keep this make the system work for right. for everyone who needs protection. We're making significant investments. It's not just a, a matter of, of of discouraging people from from you know perhaps making a claim for asylum when they when they don't require it. It is it is in fact we're making significant investment to make the system work more efficiently for those who do, do need protection. But, and I think we've we've we've, we've, we've got a you know very strong record in in providing that that protection for people who need it. Well, let me ask you then, why do this now then? Why insert it into a budget bill and not have it as a standalone bill? Well, and, and I can tell you, a, a number of these measures required funding. And, and for example, establishing a new uh, pre-removal risk assessment process requires the hiring of significant additional staff. We're also making very significant inv- investments in a number of other areas to improve the efficiency and the effectiveness of our refugee asylum claim system, including substantial investments in, in the new Immigration Re- Review Board uh, to make sure that they have adequate resources to do these to deal with the backlog and to deal with these claims 
in a, in a timely manner. As part of all of those initiatives, you know, in all of the measures required, uh, new investments in Budget 2019. And so we, we're very clear, I think, in, in our budget document when we published it a few weeks ago to say this is, these are the investments we're making and in, in, in significantly enhancing and improving the efficiency and the effectiveness of our immigration review system. Um, and, and it requires these investments and it requires some regulatory and legislative change in order to support those investments. And, and so, in, in, in my opinion, they, they are quite consistent and compatible with each other. All right. Has this become a problem? I mean, we hear stories of what's happening along certain parts of our border, but how much of a concern has this become? And is that why you're doing this? I, I, I can tell you something that we've, we've been working hard um, to make sure that we have a system that where, where people come to Canada and truly are in need of our protection, they have access to, to due process and the supports that they need as they go through those due processes. And we've been working with the province of British Columbia, with, with Ontario, with Quebec, with Manitoba, and with, with municipalities right across the country to make sure people are well supported as they go through those processes. And at the same time, we have tried to, to address the issue of people who are crossing into our border, crossing our borders irregularly and and perhaps have 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 come in um, seeking a better life which is which is a perfectly legitimate reason to emigrate but does not necessarily qualify them for asylum we want to make sure that those who require our protection those who truly are in need of that protection and eligible therefore for asylum from Canada have have quick and, and efficient access to that protection and for others who perhaps um, have 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 got in the wrong line or, or are not in, in need of that protection, we want to make sure, first of all, to, to, to make sure that they're well informed, right. that, that, that crossing irregularly is not a free ticket in, into citizenship, um, but at the same time, they have to have a clear understanding of what the rules are. Um, we want to make sure that those rules work for everyone. And But the one thing, Simi, I want to assure everyone, we will yeah. never compromise on our responsibility. If someone is in need of protection, they will receive that protection from Canada. Minister Blair, thank you very much for your time on this. Thank you, ma'am. That is Bill Blair, the Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction.